earlier in the week we had episode 81 of Soccer Cards United and now it's time for Postcards United, our Q&A show where we talk about uh, questions and other submissions that you send in to us. Um, and as always, joined here by my co-host Enzo. Hello Enzo. Well not always, I've missed a few times. Yeah, but nine, time, nine times out of ten. See, see, see. You know I'm here. Um, do you... I think we got a good response for the questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we used the image this week of Mo Salah in the crucial uh, penalty shootout versus Senegal in the World Cup playoff, getting laser pointed by all of the Senegalese yeah, fans. Happens. Disgraceful, but it happens. Do you know what I found interesting about that tie? What was that? Both games. Is that both goals that happened were own goals in the fourth minute of each game. That's really weird, isn't it? Isn't it weird? Yeah. There you go. There's a betting syndicate in Hong Kong did very well out of those two <laughs> games. Um, also, uh, Nigeria got knocked out of the World Cup by Ghana. Yeah. And I found out it was because there's away goals. Oh. You shouldn't be doing away goals in a World Cup playoff. No, but I like away goals, so to be honest. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, fair play for someone to keep it alive. Yeah. They said, oh, you're not doing that anymore. We'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it. So, um, how's Instagram? <laughs> Instagram's doing great. What have they got for us this week? <clears throat> they got a few questions, Jason. Not going to lie. I won't lie to you. Don't lie few. to me. Not going to lie to you. I'm going to start with Kevin. Kevin says, Barca Femini selling out Camp Nou. Will women's soccer cards finally get their due soon? I think companies are, have in the last couple of years started. Like we've seen the Champions League female knockout. Um, tops are slated as well to put out Champions League Chrome for the, for the women. Yeah, women's Champions League Chrome. Um, that's on blowout. Like that's coming at some point. And um, we've seen obviously... The Panini has had female uh, athletes in in their products select and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, will they get? To, and like, there has been some record breaking sales as well. So I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like to be honest, regardless of whether it's men or women, what happens in the camp now doesn't really have a great effect on soccer cards either way. Mm. <clears throat> like, you know, I mean, it's one it's one match in Barcelona, but it's not as if like, okay, there's ninety thousand people at that match between Real Madrid and Barcelona for a women's soccer game. But how many of those people collect cards? It's not as if Spanish, Spanish card collecting culture is huge. Yeah, but it made so much waves on, on the internet. No, 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 I know, I know. But I'm saying, like, it's... As always, the answer is yes, but much more slowly than we would like. Yeah, that's true. It's going in that direction, but it never changes overnight. Okay. Okay, I'm into that. Definitely. Soccer card dealer says, How to flip £500 in the hobby. Oh, just putting us on the spot. Put us on a spot. He is the soccer card dealer, but he, he's coming to us. Yeah, he's okay. Us. And that's uh, five hundred pound. What's that in euro? Six hundred. About six hundred euro. Okay. Um, to flip. How to flip it? Well, obviously, there's a few different ways you can do it. One is to try and get a a box, a hot box. At, are we saying like on the resale market? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, yeah. Forget about just buying something off Tops or Panini and yeah, then selling that's it. That's not a guarantee. Like, what is there? That could be picked up mm. and flipped. I have an answer for this, but it's not related to soccer, but continue. Okay, well, that's... <laughs> no, but it's in the hobby. Yeah, but it's not called Hobby Cards United. <laughs> I mean, you can't do it in soccer. No, no, soccer. No, no. No, there's no margins in soccer. No, no, no. Um, no, I would say... Um, I don't know if I should say it because I am going to go do and it. probably buy something. But uh, there's a fella, speaking of Ghana, there's a fella that plays for Ghana who according to some journalists that were covering it the most common jersey that you saw in Ghana were Ajax kits with Mohamed Kudus uh, okay. on the back 
And he has a rookie card last year from Panini Obsidian. Okay, Obsidian again. And I saw cards from Obsidian do very well with Luis Diaz. Yeah. And with Darwin Nunez. Okay. And I'm like, he's at the World Cup. He's the Ghanaian, new Ghanaian talisman. When the likes of your Anthony's leave Ajax, new generation comes through. Yeah. They're always in the Champions League. I mean, so something like that. But that's that's not the... I can't just say Mohamed Kudus. What I mean is like, Obsidian is a set where you go like, yeah, that keeps producing gems. Yeah. So you can do it by finding like... Not, not necessarily go out and buy a box of Obsidian, but like if, for instance, Topps Chrome uh, from last year, mm. like there are bargains out there on the likes of Charles de Ketelaer, you know, um, Adiemi. Like, no, I'm lying. Yeah. How do you do it? You do it by picking stuff that people aren't looking at now, by taking yeah. risks. That's true. Now I sound like a cliche podcast <laughs> guy. I have my terrible non soccer one. So, yeah, go ahead. I would do something that we've seen recently. Is that from last year's Topps Chrome 2020 Formula One yeah. set? There's a huge disparity at the minute between the raw cards and just the SGC graded cards, not even PSA, SGC. And um, so I think you could really, especially if you're not in the US, because if you're buying in the US, I'm just assuming everyone's grading shit and they're on it. So if you're buying raw in the US, it's probably worse condition, blah, blah, blah. So I would, if you're in the UK, 500 pounds, sounds like you are. UK or Europe, I would try to pick up some singles of the portraits, like the main the main cards of drivers that are, they don't have to be Hamilton, they they but they should be someone that people still like, whether it's Carlos Sainz, whether it's Leclerc, whether it's Danny Ricciardo, Norris, Russell, whatever, and just pick up a raw one. Look, look at the raw, compare it to like an SGC 10 price-wise, and you I think you'll find that there's actually a good opportunity there to buy it raw for 100, spend 30 grading and then sell it for 400 yeah i think that's there that also applies to soccer as well like no of course um like one strategy that i would advise to people is and i don't know if more people do this i think it's just because they feel weird about doing it but like in the same way people feel weird about calling football soccer if they're in the uk Yeah, yeah, yeah like if you can find stuff in your home market and then sell it on ebay.com People don't realize that the shit you're listing on eBay.co.uk or on eBay.ie, mm. Americans aren't seeing that. No, they like, can if they really, really feel. If they really try, because it's like weird. Some people see it, some don't. Yeah. But if it's on eBay.com, so you just go on eBay.com and you list their price in US dollars. And I know you're going to tell me, oh, conversion rates, oh this, oh that. The fee is much bigger. But to be honest, like, would you rather have to pay fees on something you sold or just be looking at a load of stuff you can't sell? True. So like, there is an arbitrage opportunity there as well to go to your local market, buy stuff up. And then sell it into the states. And if you add SGC grading into that, yeah. then it's not just like people are saying, "Oh, I'm buying a raw card off some guy in Dublin or off some guy in London." Mm. They're going like, "I'm buying an SGC nine. I know what it is. I know what it is. So that's true. Yeah, buying in markets with low liquidity and selling into markets with high liquidity. Always a good move. Always a good move. Who are you investing in now, pre World Cup? I guess you kind of said that. I kind of said, yeah, Mohamed Kudus is one I'm looking at. Yeah. Um. I'm, I'm really tempted to go in on Mbappe again. Yeah. Um, just because he has the move coming up, and I reckon if he just does something in the World Cup, it'll be crazy, but I'm not... I think he is kind of high. Like He had a good... Yeah, a really good qualifying campaign. And yeah, and a great performance for PSG, even though they got knocked out, he, he was so good. And he's on the precipice of a move to Real Madrid. Yeah. So, but I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at his prices, but maybe that's a bad decision. Yeah. I mean, I personally... I do think that there's... 
really good upside still for Christian Pulisic. Yeah. Um, because like, not that many people. Giorena as well. Giorena, like the Americans, I think are huge. There's going to be so many American people that are going to see the players playing for the first time yeah. at the World Cup, 100. percent And they'll be hobby people. You know, they might just be like, I like NFL, I like NBA, but the World Cup's on. We're at it. I'm going to see what it's all about. And if they see Giovanni Reina running through a few people and breaking a few legs and getting a goal, yeah, they're going to go, "What the fuck's his?" And it'd be high end. I wouldn't be buying base. No, 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 no. An auto, a patch auto from a museum, maybe. Um, could be a big move, yeah. Yeah, and then also, like, I think the Canadian team as well has a few... Uh, obviously, Alfonso Davies is injured, but he'll be at the World Cup. Yeah. He'll probably captain the side at the World Cup. Um, the likes of Jonathan David, Tejan Buchanan. Uh, so, Americans, Canadians. Well, yeah, either of them teams have a slight run. Like, if they get to the quarterfinals, those players just become, like, immortalised a little bit in, in American soccer. Or even scoring a goal at a World Cup is huge. It's huge. You know, it's true. Because that, that'll light... Because, like... You can clearly see that Canada and the United States are going to be powerhouses in football in 10, 20, however many years it's going to take. But I think what's going to happen at this World Cup, if they have any iconic moment, you know, maybe one group stage win against a team, they're not expecting to do it, you know, like USA beat Germany or something like that. Yeah. That's going to, people will kind of look back to that and go, okay, now we have this successful team like 30 years on, whatever, but kind of resonated from that era. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot that's I also happen. think, by the way, I think if um, I think there's a chance that Jude Bellingham starts for England in midfield, hmm. um, and I think if you were to see Jude Bellingham at 18 years of age, 19 years of age, whatever he's going to be in November, yeah. God, it's close actually. <clears throat> so close. whatever he's going to be in November, if you saw him in the midfield for England at a World Cup, that hmm. young like Jack Grealish, Pedri, Pedri, Gavi. Like one of them are going to have like a man of the match performance in like a World Cup round of 16 game and the entire world is going to be fawning over it. Yeah. It's going to be like, Jesus Christ, that child just fucking ran the show. Like that's yeah, yeah. a superstar. I would, I'd put my money on Pedri, Phil Foden. Yeah, yeah. Jude Bellingham probably. But I'd say Pedri. That, that actually kind of just makes me go, Jesus, Pedri, when he does that for Spain at the World Cup, it's going to be nuts. Yeah, like we have a few... Pedri autos mm-hmm. and uh, they're between now and November the main thing to get them done, get done with them is just to grade them yeah because he's about to show the world how just how good he is yeah again 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 one year older still really young from the Euros um, and without having played a million games in the months leading up to the Euros like true in the, to the World Cup like he did for the Euros thoughts on MGC does it add value or is it just nice cheap PC thing I'm assuming MGC is a grading company yeah it's a uh, British grading company not into it that's my no. take I will say by the way because I, I, I saw this question I think SGC is cheap enough to not have to find these kind of alt grading companies yeah because like and this is important if you're in the UK or if you're in Europe when you send stuff to SGC which is in the United States when they send it back you don't have to pay customs on it. When they ask you for customs, you just have to show them the receipt that you sent it and that gets wavered. Because it's your stuff. It's your stuff. You're not importing it. It's you're your not stuff. importing it. You're getting it returned to you. Yeah. Even though like a service occurred to it, you're getting it returned to you. So you, you do not pay customs on that coming back. FedEx or whatever will contact you and you say, oh, I sent that there. I have a receipt for that. You send them that on email and then it's sent to you without any payment. Yeah, again, I do think like... I, I think that... There, I think it's a gen- generational thing. That's like a stupid thing to say. But like, I do think for a lot of people that have gotten into the hobby from Europe, from the EU and from the UK in the last year or so. Yeah. There is it like, I know it was a difference in mentality. Like when we got into the hobby, there wasn't enough going on in Europe. 
you had to make yourself USA centric. Yeah. Like we were just an addendum. And I get that now if you come into it, you see like, oh, there's breaks going on in the UK. There's grading going on in the UK. Like, and you kind of want to get involved with that. And I do know just for people, like we are, like Enzo and I do think in terms of the American hobby first. Yeah. Um, just, that's just how we do it. That's just how we've always done it. Yeah. Um, because that's also, if you're buying and selling cards, that's where the money is. Yeah, you're reverse engineering it as well. Like before... Europe can properly operate the way we want it to do. You you need to understand what's happening in the states and how everything kind of relates to each other. Yeah, but also like, if you want to just like like I don't know how much it is to grade with MGC, but I just I'll just check it right now. Yeah. <clears throat> can I actually say, Jason, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news? Yeah. We just had our first ever FedEx delivery delivered. Oh shit! There we have it, and it took one day. We shipped it yesterday. It has yeah. been delivered to the United States today. So for people that don't know, we usually have used always used on post, which is the Irish post office to ship from soccercardunited.com. Then we got harassed by Mr. M. And now we don't do that anymore. Like look here, right? <laughs> uh MGC, Majestic Majesty Grading. They do Pokemon, they do sports, they do Dragon, all that stuff, right? Um they will do their cheapest grading is two weeks to eight weeks. Uh card encapsulation, da da da. Twelve uh twelve pounds sterling. Uh, per, card. per card silver is 14 working day grading service 23 pounds sterling per card gold is 3 day working service 40 pounds per card like those prices are more or less what you get charged with SGC yeah and like it's just a difference between like if you're trying to sell an SGC 10 like that's something people will input into eBay like SGC 10 of this specific card I've never like I can only talk about myself I've never ever went like MGC 10 of no anybody you know? and again like I, I understand that like, there is like in the UK there is an there is a domestic market there is an internal yeah, market and there's room for a grading company to actually become the most searched one on UK or European you know it's not yeah. a set in stone necessarily but I just don't I don't see why you wouldn't go SGC because then like I said if I'm talking about selling on ebay.com mm. like that ebay.com strategy I was talking about that goes out the window if you if you're in a European slab yeah because the first thing any American looks at and goes what is that what's that and it's, if they even see it you put it in an SGC slab you list it on ebay.com you're all set yeah you're good to go they'll find it so like I think fair play to anyone starting a grading company and that's great and I wish them every success oh, yeah. absolutely but just if you're trying to flip and stuff like that I would recommend going with a, a grader that has international recognition if you're just trying to encapsulate because you want a PC yeah. do whatever you want absolutely Nico says what players do you think will have their value blow up after the world cup so we've done that he said he's hoping for alfonso davis and he said also you irish need to figure out a way to benjamin button damien duff he was my fave <laughs> can i say we can't okay no yeah he's doing a great job as a manager already for, for yeah. Shelburne. yeah yeah here in ireland um the world cup question we've just answered we just answered the world cup question and we're and we're going to answer the world cup question every week. every week from now to the world cup <laughs> we will do a world cup special including on sports card nonsense where that's what i'm talking about today Oh, amazing. Yeah. Pulisic will be the best American player. Facts, says Franco. Uh, if he stays fit, he's definitely the most talented right now. Yeah, I mean, he does have that, like... But he won't be the best ever. No, he won't be the best ever. But that's the brilliant part of it. That's the best part. He's... What you're seeing with Pulisic is the kind of player you can produce. And are going to produce. At a consistent rate. The United States national team job is going to be such a headache. It's I think it's going to be on, like, the level of what... um. 
Del Boskets had for the for Spain for, Spain. for Spain. Yeah. Like you don't know what the fucking eleven is going to be because the entire bench could probably win the tournament. Yeah. Like I think the United States is going to go there. Not to excite people too much, but I do think that's like just the population. It's just numbers. Like the population is way yeah. too big. Football is becoming to have such a bigger influence day by day by day, year by year. And these two World Cups, because now United States have officially qualified for Qatar. Yeah. They're hosting the one after it. They need, these two World Cups are going to have such a profound effect long term on just how, especially if the team performs well and gives some iconic moments, it's going to have such a profound effect on just the sport in the United States. Yeah. I mean, you have the US has 350 million people, something around there. Mm. You're looking at China has 2 billion. And they're. (coughs) um, Jesus. They're not at the World Cup. Nope. India has a billion. They're not at the World Cup. Mm. So it's not automatically. Like it's not like you have enough result. people. Yeah. So the fact that America is back at the World Cup now is huge. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. When you, you think about. Um, I didn't catch that. My God. Oh my God. Siri, 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 Siri please. Please. You're embarrassing yourself. Very embarrassing as well. You're embarrassing us for our listeners. But like when you look at the United States in the Olympics, the way they clean up, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what sport it is, like they're just cleaning up. I do just completely think soccer is going to have that kind of cultural penetration and impact that it's going to become and it is it is becoming the thing people don't want to like nfl is a huge thing with concussion a lot of people like you know wealthy people that are able to put their kids yeah into, yeah, like, yeah yeah development at such a young age like three years of age they don't want to go nfl route they're like okay soccer there's so much money in soccer as well like there's just so much politics as well to it that i just it's taken over and we've just begin we began to see the signs of that and you're seeing an array of young talent that are in europe as, as, as we've said like Going into the Champions League last year, I think people were like doing a top up of how many American players were in the Champions yeah. League. They're like, we could make an 11 out of Champions yeah, League yeah. players. And like, that's going to become the absolute norm, you know? No, it's amazing. It's incredible. And you have like, I, th- I do think Pulisic, like you saw against in the 5 1 against uh, Panama, and he scored the hat trick. Mm. Like, he is at the moment, I think, the only player in the American squad who he's that game changer. He's that kind of player, like, that he that can grab a game by the scruff of the yeah. neck and go like when you go like oh shit Pulisic is on one yeah now obviously like Giorena has a bit of that Brendan Aronson has he's a bit young. of that in him they're young they're young McKenney has a bit of that in him I've seen him for Juventus do yeah. that a couple of times like Pulisic is young but he's a lot more mature like he's captain fucking America you know yeah, he yeah. has that to him yeah so I, I, I think I think like yeah if anyone's going to give us a special moment at the World Cup for the States it's probably going to be Pulisic if not it could be Reina or Aronson yeah or Caden Clark but at the World Cup it's always the thing it could be anyone could be anyone that's always yeah. the great thing about the world cup no that's true you know you just you just want them to go into a group because if they if they go into a group that's like three amazing teams and them yeah and they get like smacked three games and they just lose bottom of the group that could actually do damage to the growth of like, true that's yeah. not going to grow anything you know so but you see even like just to go back to just one more thing about the u.s squad is like you had um ricardo pepe moved from fc dallas to augsburg and hasn't done anything since he went to Augsburg and mm. didn't do anything in this qualifying window. But Paul Ariola and uh, Jesus Ferreira both got goals this qualifying window. I think they both got goals for the States in this qualifying window. And they're both FC Dallas forwards who are still in Dallas. Yeah. So you're even like you're even moving away from oh, he goes to Europe to somewhere. Europe, he must be way better. better. He gets to play. They're respecting the, the local league more. It's just fantastic to see. And they're exporting just that that transfer even from MLS to Augsburg to the Bundesliga. 
just shows again like we've seen the growth in MLS that yeah. they're actually selling players into Europe that are prospects etc so fantastic yep I'm excited and to be honest without a team at the World Cup I'm why gonna not be looking go for at, the States I'm going to be looking at them going go on World Cup surprise team who qualified Poland Poland? I'm surprised at Poland. I was chatting to a Polish guy a few days ago and he was saying like there's no chance that Sweden don't just destroy them. Yeah. Sad that there won't be a Zlatan Ibrahimovic at the World Cup. He deserves to always be at the World Cup. He's amazing. But uh, yeah, I seen that that result and I was genuinely kind of surprised that um that Poland got across the line basically. Yeah, I mean like the Swedish team I thought obviously it was Zlatan, Alexander Izak, Emil Forsberg, Alanga. Kulusevski, Alanga, like there's a very, very much more talented <clears throat> squad on paper than Absolutely. Then the Poles, but we have obviously Robert Lewandowski, yeah. one of the greatest strikers ever. Of course, it's going to be there. And um, anyone who got the Panini instant of uh, Kasper Kowalski, is it? Yeah, uh, the 16 year old that was at the Euros. <laughs> if he's you know, he's 17, 18 at yeah, the World crazy. Cup, that's exciting as well. Um, surprise team for me was, um, let me think. I think Peru got in after losing more games than they oh, won. Oh, Gianluca Lapadula scored for yeah, Peru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Italian, that that was funny. AC Milan, old boy. Yeah, we can't hit a barn door with our strikers and we let one of our veterans, yeah, Serie part, B heads. He Serie was part of the, the banter era, wasn't he, of, of Milan? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. But like he was a goal scorer to a degree as well. Yeah. Um, no, I seen him score a goal and the crowd went crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like At the start, a lot of people kind of rejected him in Peru and now he's in their hearts basically yeah it's so exciting like Lapadula I might have to <laughs> Peru it at the World Cup just for Lapadula yeah come on I also think it was uh, I was surprised to see Tunisia knock out Mali um, and I thought Nigeria would be Ghana at home yeah because like Nigeria are out now which means no awesome men at the World Cup that's very sorry. I was excited about that <laughs> I'm sorry Jason no sorry right. and the African team kind of at the World Cup that, that you'd have the most hope for obviously Senegal yeah Senegal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There you go. That's Instagram. African. That's Instagram. That's all of Instagram. Okay, right. Let's move over to... <coughs> you okay? Excuse me. All right. It's all post-COVID. Um... Post-COVID barking. Post-COVID barking, Jason. It happens. No, I'm so buzzed about this FedEx delivery. So we we moved... Like, we should say, like we never really got any, any hassle with the post office. On posts were amazing. But we just wanted to give people a quicker service. Yeah, we're trying to just improve the service. And just like for people, oh, to we know, haven't. By the way, it's more expensive for us, but we haven't upped our shipping rates. No, we 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 are the guys for that. So, yeah. Um, no, I'm just excited. Like this went from Ireland to the United States in less than 24 hours. Yeah, really good. Like that's a buzz. And I, yeah, it was just nice to know now. Like when we have stuff in hand on on the site, use it's a it's a day or two away. Yeah, it's one or two days, just depending on when you order it. Do I have time to pack it and ship it? Yeah. Um, right, uh, let's see. Fresh Kit says, uh, with the delay of the UCL flagship paper release, does that force early adoption of UCL first edition? Box of first edition hitting the USA East Coast now, but not a lot of sales on eBay or hype on social media. Um, <coughs> we have box of first edition available on soccercardsunited.com. First of all, we yeah. were talking about the, the lack of hype and the lack of chatter about it is because there were only about 4,000 boxes made. And so, yeah. not too many people have opened it. We'll be opening it and putting it on YouTube and yeah. socials and all that stuff. Probably this week. Probably this week. Um, I, I think the thing... Also, the delay UCL paper, that's... There are... People with it in hand. People with it in hand in... I don't know what that's about. In Greece, in Spain. Uh, we're looking to have it in hand in the next Hopefully. week or so. Yeah. So, I think it's maybe a, an American... Hmm. And I, I don't think... I think there are, there are two different markets, to be honest. I don't think... 
the delay of paper should result in an adaptation of a first edition. No, yeah. I think if anything, I think if anything, you need paper to come out to show first edition. Because, like for instance, we don't know we we know there are image variations and short prints and super short prints in first edition. Yeah, but we don't know what's not in paper. You know, the the short prints and image variations in first edition, I don't think are understood at the minute. Um, they only become clear once we see the alternatives. And we've started to see that. I think um, someone put up on Twitter about the Jude Bellingham image variation. But then, yeah, I think that was football cards direct. The um. The thing that excites me about opening that box uh, of first edition is that you're guaranteed three parallels and the highest number it can possibly be is of 30. Yeah. Which like we know from, and we've said this before I think, but we know from opening like a case of, of Topps Chrome from last year, like we had one of 25 in the full case. Yeah. Whereas like every box will probably get you either three of 30s or, or less. Yeah. Like I seen it, there was an Italian guy, J- Jason on... Um, on YouTube, YouTube. yeah, and there was like 30 people watching whatever you done, but I, I was one of them. He hit like an of 30 Chiellini, I think. He got an of five of some rookie that I, I don't know, and he got an of 25 as well, yeah. So that the that's exciting for me to open a box and you kind of know the parallels you get might not be the best player, depends who it is, but like if you get a Gavi parallel, it's going to be of 30 or less, yeah, yeah, yeah. That to me is exciting. And first edition, I think the, the base cards are doing well out of that as well, yep. Um the right and then it's Liam from Sports Cars Cymru is responding to something that we talked about on the show okay he says the following Jason was critical of the Premier League score pricing although I'm no fan of Panini I don't think it should be seen as a box to make money back in singles it should be seen as a collectible set and a gateway to the hobby as a comparison for for the price what would you rather spend £70 on one box of Premier League score two boxes of Panini Adrenaline XL or one box of Premier League stickers of 100 packs yeah Um. yeah I, I think Maybe I may I may have misconstrued what I was saying. I wasn't saying that it was not worth seventy pounds because you wouldn't make your money back on it. I was trying to say like seventy pounds to me is like if you take money out of it, then that's a bit steep. If you take making money out of it, take making money out of it, then that's a bit steep. Yeah. So, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I I, I didn't realize a box of a hundred stickers are packs of penny of stickers was seventy quid. Yeah, that sounds high as well. That's high. Or two boxes of Panini Adrenaline next. I didn't realize they were 35 quid each. So, yeah. to be honest, that's just my ignorance. I didn't realize that your alternative for 70 pounds was... Was that. Was that. No, I get it. So, like, I'm, I'm here. It's actually weird. I'm here looking at... They're, like, on the desk, the uh, Panini score. Oh, yeah, because we recorded it on Zoom. Do you know yeah. So, you've seen Panini score now for the first time. Yeah, no. For multiple, multiple cards on the desk. Like, there's so yeah. much base cards. But I'm now kind of thinking of it from... Not from our point of view of... Oh, I actually like that insert. Oh, there's a pile of inserts here. No, but the, is, there might be a different finish on this insert. I don't know. But um, I think these are all rookies, Jason. You've actually... Or, <laughs> these are all rookies. Nice amount. Anyway, sorry. I'm looking at these and what they've reminded me of and triggered me of is I have a full set of 1996 Merlin Premier Gold. Yeah. And like, there's this amount of cards. Like, There's probably a bit less. But like, this is what it looks like. Like you have your Premier League gold, and it's literally like every team is accounted for. There's so many base cards and da da da, and obviously there's some gems in it. Um, so this could kind of be like that kind of an equivalent. Like I do think someone of a younger younger generation getting this would just be into it. I don't think they collect it in the same way we would, obviously. But if there was a binder for it, even I think people would want to fill it yeah. up and da da da. I do think it's a good mix like a, between from you've graduated from Adrenaline XL. 
you're getting your Panini score before you could go near. Yeah, like there was something Prism. with Panini score Serie A, which actually is out now on the UK site as well. Okay. Um, but they had a thing. I'll see if I can find it. They had this, which is a starter pack. And I'll just see if I can find out what it is now. So that contain, the starter pack contains a binder, an official guide, and two fat packs of 30 cards each. That, for me, is what you need. Yeah, that's 20 quid. That's 20 quid. But what that gets you is you can then start from, I don't know what this is. Hmm. And you can, like, if you just buy a pack of Panini, fat pack of Panini score or a fat pack box of Panini score or a retail box, you go like, okay, like, but what is all of this? Yeah. Like, like, well, that's great. I've never but, seen that. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Like, you have a binder. So here you go. Here's where you put your cards in. Here's what that's cards so you can collect. So, but, but even the fact that it's called Starter Pack shows what that this is exactly what yeah. Panini want this to be the kind of connector product. But they didn't have that for Premier League. No. So I think in that case, then you're just left to work it out yourself. Yeah. And it could be a kind of an unfulfilling experience. Like I obviously it know. It could be like goes with our stickers. Like I just had stickers in a box thrown. Like I'm assuming if I'm if I'm a kid and I buy this, yeah, and I've all these cards, these cards are all going to be fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of where the the fun comes from because you go back and go. Fuck is that um Michael Aluse rookie yeah, yeah, that yeah. I fucking damaged that one like twenty years time like that's the good one. Yeah. So who knows? No, I think like like I said, it is a good starter product. I think it just could have done with a slightly lower price. Hmm. Um a slightly lower price or for that price of seventy pounds or sixty pounds, like throw in a little welcome like nothing came in the box. It was just like a box of Tops Chrome or something where yeah. you open it, it's just the packs. Yeah, you don't know like what throw is. in something like to tell me what it is or throw in like a website that I can go to a leaflet a li- anything give me yeah, something give me a little bit more but no I think you're absolutely right Liam it's not just about but they're not, going in the right direction for sure definitely and it's not just about the, the money and I didn't realise Adrenaline XL I hope nobody's spending that money on Adrenaline XL <laughs> um, right then there's just one more thing to do on this edition of Postcards United and that is um, a message from Sancho soccer cards okay that's a long one it's a long one um, <clears throat> now I'm not going to read all of it because some of it is just um, for us okay but I'll read, part, I'll read all the parts will you read then. the rest of it for me after yes I will thank you um, okay he says hey lads sorry in advance for the long question it's uh, if it's a bit much for the podcast then consider it a review because I'm on Spotify I can't leave an a Apple podcast review but I have given five stars on Spotify thank you Sancho thank you right he says I'm a fairly new listener. I started collecting at the end of last year and I've been loving the show ever since. I've actually gone back and listened to the full back catalogue at this point. It's become part of my weekly routine now. I just want to say huge thanks for all the effort you guys put in for to make free content. I'm looking forward to making my first seal wax purchase and I'll be getting it from SoccerCardsUnited.com to support the show and get a great deal. Aww. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Go on the lads. Um, and you'll be getting FedEx shipment. Absolutely. Although, oh. he's, yeah, I'll talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's not getting fed <laughs> No, uh, all right. So, um, da, 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 da. then a bit about how he got into the hobby and how much he's enjoyed it. Um, thanks to your podcast and the mostly great Twitter community. <laughs> mostly great. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting more involved in this side of the hobby, research side of the hobby. His question is this. Um, oh, first, by the way, Enzo, he says he thought you might appreciate his latest pur- purchase and it's a... What's that, of 25? It's a green yeah. of 25. PSA 9. PSA 9 of Ronaldo kissing the Euro. I love that and yeah. I'm jealous because mine's just the base. And Ronaldo's going to the World Cup. Yeah, no, that's a, no, that card is under-fucking-rated. <laughs> You've been saying that for every major tournament for a while now. I, I still have it. I love it. That's my fav- one of my favourites in my PC. Okay, the hobby is this. 
Other question. The hobby is this. The hobby this, is this. Everyone, this, this is, is the, the hobby. hobby. Listen Back up now. This is the hobby. No, <laughs> this is the hobby. This is the question. If the soccer card market doesn't grow as expected and prices just stay stable or dip rather than booming, do you believe many people would stick around for the love of the hobby or would most start to sell up and move elsewhere when it's clear there isn't much money to be made? My gut feeling is the latter, but I'd love to know your thoughts. So the question is, if the money stopped flowing in tomorrow, would people still be involved in soccer cards? I think Ken would walk away fast. Yeah, Ken's like, fuck Harland, I'm out of here. Uh, I don't think so. Um, mainly because I felt like there wasn't huge money flowing last year and people are still yeah knocking about. I think we we like we've been doing the podcast now for nearly two years. Yeah, and there's been a lot of ups and a lot of downs in that time. Absolutely, like, yeah, it's gone crazy. I remember the Prism boom, like Prism went crazy, crazy. Yeah. The raw cards were like a thousand plus, but like that stopped, that kind of plummeted. But people are still showing off their Mbappe Prisms and picking them up and whatever, you know. Yeah, I think if prices stay stable. I mean, prices can. The thing about it is, like, prices can stay stable, but the market can grow. Like, it may be that like the market keeps growing, and it takes a while for the, for prices to increase. Um, and like one of the things we see with soccer is because there's so many different soccer licenses and soccer products it's and everything. Not, so the demand is not as concentrated on the supply, and you don't notice how much demand there is. Yeah, because it's not like there's one product and it comes out, or like it's not like it's NBA Prism Time. Premier League yeah. Prism Time is like. Oh, but I support, I support Marseille. Yeah. So I don't care about Premier League Prism. It's not Whereas the same. Whereas if I, if I support a basketball team in the NBA, then I'm covered by all NBA releases. Yeah, and then kind of a fucked up thing is like when the Champions League products come out, you're like, okay, that's great, but the rookie I'm investing in isn't actually in the Champions League this year. Yeah. Or yeah. let's imagine like if you're, let's say you're, you're, you're an Arsenal fan. Arsenal, huge club. Yeah. Not in the Champions League this year. So now you think like, oh, demand is low. What? It's an extreme example, but like imagine like it's like oh this doesn't really seem to be popping off, mm. but if Manchester or if if uh, if Arsenal were in it, then you would see it incrementally increase in demand. Mm. Whereas like no one product is covering all of the huge teams because there's always going to be a huge team missing. Out of it, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but do I think people walk away? I personally don't get that feeling. No. Um, people are in it. People are enjoying it. There'll definitely be people that leave because there has to be a lot of people that are not here for anything else. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you'd be surprised at how much... I think I think <clears throat> going to card shows and stuff like that, I think that's the kind of... It, it is beyond sitting at home, putting something on eBay, selling it, posting it. Beyond that, like, this is a hobby and it is genuinely a hobby. Yeah. Um, like going to a card show and seeing a super high-end card. We're going to our first card show. I'm very excited. In London. Have we said that on the podcast? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't know if we have. We'll be in London for the UK card show uh, next weekend. Yeah, that's close. We should put it. We're gonna. We should put out like a post on IG or something. Yeah, we should, shouldn't we? Um, just to let the people know. Um, but yeah, I think there obviously will be people that would that would leave. Yeah. But I would have full confidence that those people that leave will be replaced. Like what we're gonna do, I think. Person, we're gonna see is the people that are into the hobby side of it for the the money, but are not into the soccer side of it. Yeah, will filter out. But they'll be replaced by people who are into soccer and the hobby separately. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's just we're, we're going through the motion or we're going through a kind of a transition right now. But, but yeah, the idea of, can I say, the market not growing is crazy. Do you know? Yeah. And maybe we're maybe we have Stockholm syndrome. We're just like, we're just in it. We're just in it too much. But I genuinely don't because the thing about it is, and this goes back to what we were saying earlier, it may be that soccer cards don't take off in Europe. 
Yeah. But I, you, you can't tell me that soccer isn't going to grow in the States. In the States. Yeah. So, and, and soccer is growing. Like, the cards are clearly growing in Europe. Like, we've seen that yeah. tenfold. So, the growth appears to be happening. Um, it appears to be happening, you guys. But, you know, there's no guarantees. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of why you just kind of have your own PC and you kind of follow what you like. Yeah, collect what you like and... You know, I wouldn't worry, especially with the World Cup coming up. I think we're into a really good zone on soccer. I think the United States qualifying for the World Cup was going to help it because the United States is where the hobby, the biggest hobby demand is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So No, I think a lot of people would would, would stick around, but obviously we'd lose some people. But I don't think it's ever going to be a situation where... Because ultimately, this is a hobby. If you say, I don't want to be involved in this anymore, you still have hundreds of cards in your house. <laughs> so it's much harder to walk away from. <laughs> then you other can't stuff. Walk away from all the cards. Like you're still ultimately, it's you like just throw out the fishing rods. No, you, you don't have a lot of fishing. I'm gonna put them in the shed, and now you have to look at them. Like it's not just because this hobby involves physical infrastructure. Yeah. You, you like, I fi- think people are less likely to to just quit. Yeah. If there was zero value on the Ronaldo kissing the trophy card, I wouldn't be throwing it in the bin. No, I like it. Yeah. Do you know? I know there's only three hundred, whatever. Like that's the buzz or of twenty five. If it is. That's cool. Yeah. No, I'm not worried. Um, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Uh, by the way, guys, SoccerUnited.com if you want to buy some boxes. Somebody. Please. <laughs> um, no, no. But we'll see you on Monday for episode 82 of Soccer Cards United. And uh, have a great weekend, everyone. If you're going to be at the UK Card Show in London on the uh, 9th of April in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, let us know. We're going to be there. We're going to be there and we can arrange to, I don't know, High five you or something. Okay. COVID, don't we touch on people? Oh no, uh, what we do, the fist bump. The knuckle. The, the elbow. I don't like the elbow. Because I'm very high up. <laughs> you were attacking someone. Yeah. I got a pile drive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you, Enzo. See you, Jason.